Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Ah, we have a terrific, terrific episode for you today with an incredible guest, our first Venezuelan, member of the Venezuelan National inline skating team Donna Guillen joins the show. Donna is a national champion. Today she chats about her journey to being a professional skater. She chats about the physical and mental challenges along with how she's developed an efficient nutritional plan. It was really cool to have Donna on the show. English is her second language and she does a tremendous job as this is one of her first interviews outside of her native language. Currently living in Bogota, she's from Venezuela, and she gives us some wonderful recommendations for anyone visiting the South American country for the first time. This was a lot of fun. She has a great personality to go along with her devoted and dedicated work ethic. I really admired that she loves to motivate others through her competitive journey. I think you guys are really going to enjoy the conversation today. You guys are going to love her. Thrilled to have her on, so let's go ahead and welcome our first Venezuelan member of the Venezuela National Inline Skating Team, Donna Guillen, and let's learn. Ah, and one more mention. Uh, last week I was featured on a different show. I was featured on Travel Podcast The World. So if you have not listened to that and want to see a glimpse how this show was created and some of the motivations behind it, give it a listen. Ted was a fantastic and professional host. Some great questions and allowed me to be introspective for a bit and to reflect on thoughts that I hadn't really thought much about. So give that a listen. Travel Podcast The World. All right, let's bring on Donna. You are inline skater with the Venezuela national team. So when did you first get started in skating? When did you first pick up the skates? Okay. I think that answer is like a little atypical. Is that an October? Yeah. Atypical? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It started because I actually was a musician. I used to play clarinet. <laughs> but at the age of 10 years old, I was, um, I having, I was having some problems with I don't grow. I was smaller than kids of my age. So my mom got me to the doctor and he told me that my biological age is different than my chronological age. In, that means that I was 10 years, but my body, my bones, my hormones was like a kid of seven or eight years old. So he recommended me to make some sports. So I was going to do cycling, but track cycling. But in my city in Venezuela, um, we have the cycling track and in the middle is the speed skating track. So I fell in love with speed, um, speed skating. So I started by that reason. Um, at one month training, I leave the conservatory <laughs> because I couldn't manage my times because I used to go to school until 3 p.m. Then I go at five, um, 4 p.m. until 5 p.m. to the conservatory and I train 
five and a half p.m. to six, then I have to do homework, and it was uh, like uh, a lot of stuff for me. Then homework and kids things. So I leave conservatory and start like my goals really focus on my speed skating. It was um, a medical recommendation, and it's one of my biggest goals in my life. Um, I got professional skates, uh, two, me- um, two months skating, because the category have like a high level, uh, 12, 11 years old, or already kids know how to skate. And I don't, even, I don't even know how to do a position or um, skate in the corner. <laughs> so I start doing two trainings a day one of techniques and the other one normal. And all the time I was, I was like going for higher levels, going for high, higher tra- trainings. And I start racing in Colombia because I don't have any experience. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I lost so many times <laughs> at the, uh, the races, but that made me grow really fast because you always learn about those laws. You, your trainer is like always there, always there supporting you, telling you you have to fix this or um, do this different. And that's how I start skating. Then at five years skating, I got my first, I was selected for Venezuelan um, selection at five years skating. And my best place in that world championship was 12th. But I don't even go to the gym because of the medical, or for my medical part, I couldn't do gym because I, w- I, d- I wasn't like in my puberty because I had three years less in my body hormones and all that. So uh, I just skate. I don't even do cycling or anything. Just, ca- just skate. Then for 2019, I was already doing gym, cycling. I really improved my my physical part. Then I go to that world, world championships. And um, three months after that world championship, I got an injury in my, I don't know how it's called this muscle over here. Uh, in, a, in Spanish, it's tibia. I'm going to use oh, a like, translator like really the, yeah, the, the bone. The bone would be the tibia. The bone is the tibia, yeah. 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 Yeah, over there. Even they thought that I will need surgery, but thanks God. No. So I keep my place on 12th <laughs> at the World Championship because my injury, I got the same place. Even though I train really hard and I have a higher level, I remember to the World Championship, I prefer on Ecuador in Guayaquil. And I train, and I train with just the men's of the of the what <laughs> of the national selection of Ecuador and I was doing really really great on the training but because of my injury well things that happens. Then this is a really long story but I think it's it's good. <laughs> it's great. Um for twenty twenty at the pandemic and all stuff I got I think I was like one of the first persons to, to have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I have it at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. And it was like really hard for me because I have secondary effects, yeah. 
um, I got a neuroinflammation. I think I could, we could say like, I really don't know how to say it in English, but I think that I can explain it. I was skating and my, my vision was blinded. I couldn't see anything. I was skating the track by another way and I didn't realize it. I can control my movements. So I got four months of fully um, rest yeah. of that, of skating and my whole life. I even have to stop studying and everything because I couldn't do it. Um, the neuro doctor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say, but we. I think with that, we have an idea of the kind of doctor I go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, brain doctor. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, brain, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but he gave me some rest for four months. He didn't give me any pills, but I was really bad at that time. Almost in that four months, I lost a lot of physical level. Yeah. I start like progressive trainings again um, in 2021. I lost my last junior year in 2020 and start racing again in 2021 um, with seniors. <laughs> so um, all that year I trained in Venezuela. I, I got to change my trainer because my trainer was the trainer of the selection of Ecuador. So. I can't train with the selection of Ecuador. So I have to change my trainer. I don't like to talk about um, bad about anyone's work because it fits um, for, some things fit for some people and other things fits for some other people. In my case, I don't got like really well with that trainer because it was so different. The training was so different that with the ones that I was doing. I don't, I don't reach the level that I want to. Then I have a lot of issues th these past years. <laughs> yeah, then I start training with my older trainer again, three months after this past World Championship. And my boot broke. <laughs> my, my boot of the skate broke. So I have to travel to Italy, make my custom boot again, the custom boot arrived me seven days after the world championship. I don't skate. I don't even skate. Then I was my first world championship without skating, uh, without a lot of, of training in skates. And after all this stuff that I already told you, and well, I have. I just have to affront it. Front it. I don't know how to say it. Like I just just have to be brave and do it. I just have to race and that's it because I already have my place at the selection of Venezuela and I have to represent my my country the best I could, even though all these these stuff. <laughs> I got faith in me and my and my goals. I know I I'm gonna reach it. My goals for now are obviously to be a world championship right now in senior because junior I don't have any more more chances over there. Yeah, but I'm training right here. I'm going to train this year here in Bogota until August that I have my selective races in Venezuela. Then I hope to go to the World Championship and chase my goals over there, do it everything to be a World Championship. If it doesn't happen, that I hope no, that I hope it happens. Um, I don't have any problem. I am going to keep working for it the other year. 
yeah. there's always a chance to reach out your goals. I, I think so. <laughs> what is an average training day like for you now? Okay, I keep training two times a day, mm -hmm. except by some days, three days a week. I do three trainings, but three trainings because it's, let's say, um, bike, but it's, it's not that um, hard training. The bike, then I do gym and skates in the evening. So when I have three trainings, one of them is not at the 100%. Yeah, yeah I train... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and that's it. I have Saturday, Saturday evening free. And sometimes I train Sunday, but it's something like recovery. It could be some spinning or something like that. It's not something really hard because the rest of the week is awful. The rest of the week is so hard in trainings, but... Well, I noticed on your Instagram that food is a big part of your training. You're always going to yeah. healthy recipes and you're always putting out different videos of the things that you're eating. So how does nutrition and the food you eat, how does that play a role in your training now? Okay. Um, I have a really good nutrition basis because after going to all these doctors and stuff, I got like to go to so many nutritionists and that things. So now I am my own nutritionist. Sometimes I just go to the doctor to check out, but I know how to do my things. I'm not gonna lie, I love chocolate, crepes, waffles, pancakes, burgers, pizza, everything, but I don't used to eat it. I don't eat it anytime. I just have a cheat meal once a week or sometimes two times a month. I don't eat milk or cheese. I don't eat sugar, cane sugar, yeah. I, I, I eat coconut sugar, yeah, but Sugar or cane sugar? No. And wait, flour? I don't know how to say it. Flour, yeah. Flour, yeah. 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 I don't know how to say it, but I don't need that. Um, I, I try to keep it natural, everything. I eat almond milk, coconut milk. Um, for now, I'm eating sagu bread. It's new for me, but it's really right, it really right for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And fruits, vegetables, and all that stuff. Wonderful. And just one a week, once a week, I can I eat all the other things, chocolate and what I want to, that, but just once. <laughs> yeah, and that's the ice cream day, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we've covered, we've covered the physical aspects, we've covered nutrition. So the other part I wanted to ask you about was, was mental, uh, the mental preparation that you go into for a race. So leading up to a race, how do you make sure you're in the right frame of mind? And also, while you're competing, what's going through your mind? What are you thinking about? Okay, I've been always like fighting against my own mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because sometimes um, your body is here, but your mind is here. Mm -hmm. Usually, mind uh, your mind complains after your body. Mm -hmm. That's the more normal thing in life. So I don't used to make sports, so so I don't. Wa I wasn't used to fight against my mind because when you're racing or training you have lots of suffering in your legs <laughs> and I don't was um, like used to used to fight against that and that was something that I need to learn mm -hmm. because sometimes you have the level sometimes you have the capacity to do it but your mind don't let you you have like a roof in there that you can go up 
So I start writing phrases. If you see my Instagram, it's full of phrases in Spanish, <laughs> Spanish yeah. phrases. Because when I was in that time, I really um, look up for so many skaters. But they always talk about um, their, stre their strength or resistance or something like that. And I think that I was that I need to someone that I admire mm -hmm. tell me some words, yeah, some phrases that help me go, that motivate me or stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so many kids follow me <laughs> and, st and I started doing what I would like to have and I started writing phrases for them and for me. And these phrases are really applicated in my life. I think that something that really hits me really hard it, it was that in my beginnings I was always losing and losing losing I don't win anything and sometimes I can cheer you down but I realized that when you fight against all that obstacles and and if some things difficult uh, difficult things in your way you get higher and higher levels it's all a process so it's fine for everyone to lose, you don't always lose and you don't always win. It's both things are part of life. So when I go to race, that that's the question you make to me, how I prepare to race. I used to remember myself, all that I do to get over there, all that I say. If I if I if I do all this before coming uh, after coming here, I have to give all of me I have to give, give all of me in this track I have to leave myself here um, I start doing my own psychology mind I say I work hard I train hard I I ate what I have to eat I sleep at hours I have to sleep I made all I have to make my I give my I gave my myself to this so I'm gonna do it I have I'm capable. I start doing like these affirmations to give me strength in my mind because the tra the strength in my body is already there because yeah. I train it. I train my body every day and also my mind. But in times that you have to race or you get nervous, it's like your mind forgot everything. Your mm -hmm. mind wants to sleep, doesn't want to eat, doesn't want to sleep, don't want to race because sometimes the, your mind isn't brave for those things so that's the part that, that I have to be conscious and say no this is because I'm nervous I'm capable of this so I start doing these affirmations also uh, mentally I when I am tired on races I I race I race long track so sometimes when you're when you're really tired 10 laps it's like a lot of time for you in, in your mind because you're tired and time passes slowly I started doing like mini series in my mind of the track of the laps. It means that we have 20 laps to go. Mm -hmm. So I say, okay, there are two series of 10 laps and each series of 10 laps have five laps. So I'm going five, five laps and five laps. I do like mini goals for a big goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going in steps. So your mind doesn't go upset or stressed, you know, Sino, that's in Spanish, <laughs> or stress, but you can keep going and reaching your goals without tired your mind that much.
-hmm. So that's something I do. I prepare myself, but I also try to play with my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Myself, I try to trick my mind. So I start believing those lies. Mm -hmm. I believe those lies that I only have five laps to go. I can do five laps because if I thought, if I start thinking, no, I have 20 laps and I'm so tired, I couldn't do it. So I start thinking, I, I just have five, ta- five laps to go. Okay, five laps. Yeah. Before the, those five laps, I have five more laps, but five laps is nothing. Yeah. 20 laps or 50 laps sounds like a lot of laps. Yeah. So that's a really trick or way to trick your mind. <laughs> Yeah, that really results. <laughs> I, I think it's a great approach. I think I love you breaking down the smaller things. And I love that you trick your mind. You're, you're very focused on having the mental toughness, which makes me curious about the last few years for you. You've had injuries, you've had broken equipment, you've had COVID twice, you've had all kinds of events canceled. So during all that, when that happens, how do you keep going? How do you keep pushing through, especially when there's cancellations and, and maybe you don't know the answer. You don't know what's next. Okay. That's an everyday question that people made to me because um, I post everything on my Instagram. I post my bad days, my good days. I like to keep it real on social media. On social media. Yeah. So people told me, if this happens to you, why you keep posting these phrases that say, look the positivity or look the brightest of your days and you say that you have an injury and your boot is broke. And I think that I always been so focused. I'm not going to stop skating until I got my goals, until I reach my goals. And I'm sure that when I reach this goal to be world championship, I will have another goal that it will be, be two times world championship or doing better or winning with more advantage or anything, but I'm really focused in that part of my life. So I realized that when you have an obstacle and you have a really high goal, anything can't distract you of that goal. I always say that an obstacle or anything bad will help you to improve and to experiment different things. For example, in the way that I told you that when I started skating, I, I've always lost. I don't even remember the places that I've got. I think that they closed the track and I was still racing <laughs> in that moment of my life. But I always learn a lot about that. So I always say, why do you call a problem a problem if it takes you to have an experience and it takes you to have a, to higher levels? Mm-hmm. So... I don't let me tear, I don't let myself tear down for obstacles. I I feel obviously if I have um, a trouble or something, I give me my time to feel. But I never gave myself a time to tear up my goals or stop reaching what I want to do in my life. So that's why. Also, I I believe so much in God. So I have like my faith over there that always um, get me up every time. So if it's not me, it's him. So I am always reaching out for my goals, even though anything that happens. I always think that I've done all this and I'm going to um, stop, stop looking for my goals because 
an obstacle. No, I can't do it. I can't let me do that. Yeah, yeah. That's not an actual option for me. Yeah. With all the challenges that you've faced and with all the uncertainty, everything that's happened over the last few years, I know it's been difficult for a lot of people. So for you, what do you feel has been the biggest life lesson? doesn't even have to be related to skating, just biggest life lesson you've learned from the last few years. Well, that's a, that's a deep question. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I, think I'm not, I think I'm not prepared to answer in English, but I'm going to try my best okay, to go okay. deep too. <laughs> yeah. I think that something that I really learned in life is that we're capable to do whatever we want to do. Yeah, I don't have these troubles only in skating. We all have problems, obstacles in life. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah, it's that. Sometimes we tear down for something or get depressed and stop doing things. And something that I learned is that even all that you think or feel, you have to keep going and keep improve because what you're going to have or what are you going to reach at the end of your story is not what you what you lost is what you reach yeah i i think that i can explain it better but do you have do you understand me i do understand yeah. i do understand yeah okay and i think a lot yeah. of it goes a lot of that is similar to what you were talking about with just the mental focus of competing as well it's very similar to that yeah yeah, yeah. I think that it's a lesson of life because my medical issues, uh, so um, when I was smaller, got me so many problems, even in school with bullying and stuff. And that really depressed me and I had some issues with that. But I rise up every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, something that I really learned, yeah, is it's that, that don't matter how how many times you tear, tear down or get depressed, have problems, obstacles, you always have to rise up because you're capable of so many amazing things yeah. because you have like that power in you. We all have um, different power and different essence. Yeah? yeah. So doesn't matter like the world around you, you have to keep your, your way, your goals and the things that you want to reach in your life. So that's a really good lesson, I think. I that doesn't matter what's going on around you. You have to keep going for your goals, keep going focused. That's, that's my message. <laughs> Love it. Well, you mentioned that you're currently living in Bogota, but you're from Venezuela, and you're one of the first guests on the show to be from yeah. Venezuela. So I'm just excited to chat about Venezuela. For someone visiting Venezuela for the first time, I haven't been, but I, I'd like to go, and I'm looking forward to it. For someone visiting Venezuela for the first time, what would be your recommendations? Oh, my God. Go to the beach. Okay. Go to the beach. Yeah. It's summer pass. <laughs> yeah. Go to the beach. The beaches over there are so, so pretty. Are warm. They're warm. Um, the natural things are so beautiful. Natural. It's, it's like a... Natural paradise. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I really, I really love that from Venezuela. I, I live two hours from the beach and four hours for a mountain with, with snow. So you have so many things yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So for someone visiting, what would be your recommendations for food and drink? What should they eat and drink when they're there? Okay, drink, it's called in Spanish, it's papelón con limón. <laughs> it's like a lemonade, yeah? Yeah. It's like a lemonade, but a Venezuelan lemonade, papelón, it's like a natural sugar. Okay. It tastes different, but it's really tasty. And food, I will always say um, empanadas. They are really good. It's like, a, do you know what's an arepa? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a half of arepa, yeah. but it's fried. Okay. It's fries. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. I think, <laughs> I think that's similar to what we had a guest from Ecuador and she recommended empanadas as well. Oh yeah. Because Colombia, Ecuador and Venezuela have some similar typical food. Yeah. Yeah. And flags. The, the three flags are the same. <laughs> Very true. What's next for you? I know that later in the year we've got the world championships that you're looking forward to. As a senior, you're excited to, to compete as a senior. Yeah. What else do you have coming up? Um, for now, I'm just keeping focus on my world championships. For Venezuela, they have so many races, national races, and seniors are going to world rollers in July, I think so. Okay. Or Yes, July are the world rollers in the United States, yeah. Okay. Yes, if I'm not bad, that's a race that is this year. We also have um, Juegos Bolivarianos. It's a race that's just for America. Um, and so many races of the Olympic, um, Olympic, Olympics that's Pan American and all the stuff. But I'm not racing anything. I'm just this, this, this year, I'm just focused on selection of Venezuela and World Championships because I have a lot um, a lot to recover myself on training because I already stopped training that much time so I don't want to have like stops on my trainings because races yeah when you have a race you have to go lower on charge on charge on training charge on that stop so I would like to do like a long process until my workshop championships to do a full process because i really need it so this year i'm gonna keep it simple and it's not that simple but i'm gonna keep it simple in schedule in schedule yeah that i'm only racing selective and world championship but i hope next year i can race all the races <laughs> of the year very cool and how can people follow along your journey the what are your social media accounts that they can follow uh, my Instagram. My Instagram is Dana Guillen. Dana with one N. Dana with one because N. Because <laughs> people here, yeah, people here write it with two N's. But mine is one. <laughs> Dana Guillen. And I will really keep it real on my Instagram. I post all of this, all my phrases, and I am like, really me <laughs> on my social media. Bueno suerte, and thank you so much for today. Looking forward to attacking again, but thank you so much for today. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. To stay up to date with Donna's life and follow her journey, check out her Instagram, Donna Guillen. Two ends. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. <laughs>